God is so good. God is so good to use a wretch like me making a difference in this part of the, the world and small part of the world. And the print shop is what it's called in our little one-car garage and a, and a shop office behind it. And we just print for Jesus. Welcome to Spiritual Living in a Chaotic World, where we journey together to discover the love of God in all circumstances of life. Welcome to Spiritual Living in a Chaotic World, Digging Deeper. Our guests today are Kenneth and Delight Hobson, and it was a wonderful conversation. Kenneth and Delight Hobson are missionaries to Uganda, and they're going to be sharing some of their experiences with us in today's program. We're going to hear about lizards from out of space. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or at least lizards that drop on people. That's exciting. Uh, we're going to hear a story about a situation where one of their kids got bit by a cobra and how prayers helped save her life. Also going to hear about Kenneth's printing press and how he printed the Gospels in a language he didn't know or understand or could even speak to send to a tribe that has never heard about Jesus. An exciting podcast ahead. Nate Shugart and I will be interviewing them together. And so let's dive right in. So with us today is Kenneth and Delight Hobson. They are missionaries in Uganda. And uh, thank you guys for joining us today. We're so excited to have you all here. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Yeah, we're, we're, we're glad that you took the time to, to visit with us today. And also, uh, not to be missed, Nate Shugart is with us as well. Thank you. Thank you for not missing me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I could have let you just sit there and just listen to the whole thing. And, <laughs> oh, I would have interjected at some point. I know that, that yeah, I just do that. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us how, how you met. I'm going to let Delight tell that story. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, We met at Bible College in University Park, Iowa. We were going to a um, Christian university or college. There was only 150 students, and that was including off-campus married students. So um, very small, small community. Um, Kenneth was there a year before me, and he was pretty much known as kind of the old guy on the the campus. Um, because he went to college, I don't know, 10 years later than most yes. most people go to college. And so then I came his second year. And so um, I it was my second year of college, but not it was my first year at Bernard. And uh, we actually met at World Gospel Mission Sunday evening program that World Gospel Mission was putting on for students. So a lot of a lot of universities are doing this, you know, just to introduce missions to university students. So Kenneth was on the cabinet, what it was called. And um, we were all sitting in this room and it was a small room, really quite small. <laughs> but there were about, I don't know, 100 people stuck Maybe, in this yeah. room. And didn't body was there. <laughs> we were just like one after another going this way and then this way. And the people were on the floor and I mean, just everywhere. And so then the, the leader of the program stood up and he said, I, I would like all of the 
new students to stand up and introduce themselves and where you're from and blah, blah. And so I stood up and I said my name and from clear across the other side of the room. And I, I don't even know where you were sitting, but clear across on the other side of the room, someone said, Oh, do you delight yourself in your name? And I was like, Oh, that's so funny. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, that sarcasm there. So that was, So that was kind of our first introduction, even though I didn't know who actually said it. Um, And I didn't know what face the words came from or anything like that. So then we, we had mutual friends, Um, his best friend and, and my really good friend. I, I didn't, hadn't been there very long, so I didn't know very many people, but the one friend I had, um, she comes running into the laundry room and she said, just give him a chance. Give him a chance. This was some, some days later, maybe even a week or two. And, and I said, Bethany, who am I supposed to give a chance to? What are you talking about? And she said, there's this guy and his name is Kenneth and he's a drummer and he's, you know, he, she was telling me all this stuff about him and she said, just give him a chance. And I said, does he even, who I am what what are you guys doing and so between with our friends we kind of we met and um, started just hanging out all together with a bunch of people and going to basketball games and things like that and so that's really how we met Interesting. and um <laughs> did, did his so, humor get much it, better <laughs> oh it's awesome <laughs> I understand. says Kenneth <laughs> I'm laughing at my own jokes. Uh-huh. I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but but do you talk so to yourself, are... Kenneth? Do you do you have conversations with yourself? Of course. Okay. Well. You yes, have... he does. I mean, because I'll go into the print shop and I'll say, "Who are you talking to?" And he's like, "Nobody." <laughs> like, well, then you're talking to yourself. Well, see, you've got a conversation going on in here. At, at <laughs> some point, some people have to have intelligent conversations, and so you know, like for me, I talk to myself because that's uh, the only intelligent conversation I will ever have in a day. You're digging a hole. <laughs> okay. So, um, so what, what were y'all studying in this college? Well, I went there. At 28 years old, and I'd already, God had already really dealt with me. I was uh, a pretty young Christian, four-year-old Christian at that point, and I really felt called to do something more than just, uh, you know, live in the U.S. and have a printing job. I was in printing then, and so I felt called to do something more. I didn't know where, when, or how. Um, so I said, I'm a young Christian. I don't really know much about the Bible. I want to go to Bible college to really search what God wants me to do. And my pastor, this is in Duncanville, Texas, a mm. suburb of Dallas. Yeah. And so they had graduated from this little tiny Bible college, Venard College in Southeast Iowa called Venard. And that's how I knew about Venard. So right. they said, well, we know about this little Bible college. So I went up there and checked it out. I loved it. I really felt like God wanted me to go there. And I was intended on going for one year and just getting a certificate in missions. Mm. I ended up staying all four years and getting a Bible and missions degree. And really I needed that four years to grow in the Lord and search what he wanted me to do. And after the four years, I'm skipping a lot, but, but I knew God wanted me in Africa. I didn't Mm. know where, but I didn't know, even know he could use a printer in Africa, but he can. And he yeah. still does. Yeah. I'm amazed. 
I want to get into that in just a bit, but I, I have to ask yeah. you light. How, what, what were your thoughts about Africa? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> well, question. I went to, I actually went to Venard to wait until I was 21. I was 19 when I got there and I thought, well, I might as well just go to this Bible college. Cause I know this is where God wants me to go. And um, I said, I'll go until I'm 21 because at that time I wanted to work at the Cumberland Presbyterian Children's Home in Denton, uh, Texas. Yes. That was my plan. And, but you were supposed to be 21 in order to be like a, a parent or a, mm. or, you know, to work with in the center with the children and things like that. And so I thought, I'll just wait until I'm 21, get a, get a degree in something. So I went and I got my Christian education degree. And um, then when I met Kenneth, he said, I'm Kenneth Hobson, and I'm going to be a missionary, probably in Africa. <laughs> Red flag flew up everywhere right? because that's not my plan. <laughs> and you were supposed to give him a shot, right? Give him a chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, uh-uh, that's Africa is not for me. I don't like bugs. I don't like dirt. I don't like being hot. And that's uh. the three things I knew about Africa <laughs> and living in a mud hut. <laughs> and even though missions had been a part of my life growing up, I knew about missionaries. I watched mission. I mean, missionaries had come to, to my grandfather's church and I was in a program with, for missions and all of this stuff. I knew a lot about missions and what missionaries did. But my thought of Africa was these missionaries that I know about, they're drinking morsic, which is blood and milk together. And I thought, no oh. way am I going to do that. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> and all of, wait, wait, wait. All of these hold, hold on. You said, stories about Africa. You said blood and milk together? Yes. And it's yeah, called, and it's the, called the morsic? Kind of sour and minimal. Yeah, it's curdled. What, 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 it's called morsic? Morsic, morsic yeah. It's a, it's a remote. That drinks this, but it's in Kenya. Most of them, most. Okay, now have either one of you ever tried that? No. no. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so you can't give me a firsthand, you know, description whether it makes you exactly more how, sick. Yeah, so, uh, that's where I was coming. Yeah, yeah. I knew you were I'm, going I'm, that I'm, direction because yeah, that. Yes. Wow. Now, what kind of blood do they use in this? This blood and I have no idea. I, I think it's. I imagine. Blood cow or sheep or yeah. goat or okay. something like cow that. Well, and, and the the <laughs> milk would be like goat milk or would it be, because I mean, I don't know how many cows are in Africa. So, I mean, is it like, you know, giraffe? Oh, lots, oh, lots of cows. Lots of cows. Okay. Okay. Lots okay. Of cows. okay. All right. See, I don't know anything about Africa. So, you know, you're going to have to educate me. <laughs> he, he thinks, it, so he thinks I, it's a city in Texas, actually. <laughs> he was asking about that. <laughs> it's, it's not? <laughs> beautiful weather like Texas. Yeah, I imagine. So, okay, uh, and so how long have y'all been married? 29, 29 years. years 29. Just a couple of days ago. Congratulations. You know, I don't know why people say congratulations for anniversaries. Happy anniversary. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I know why they say congratulations, especially is it's because, you know, you're really talking to the woman because most of the time the woman has to put up with the husband for that long. Congratulations uh, for putting up with her for that long. I, mean, it's, you know, I, I see what you, I see where you're going. There. Well, I've been, I've been married for what, 23 years and all the congratulations needs to go to my wife because she has definitely yeah. put up with me. For, <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> So, Kenneth, you you took the printing press to Africa. 
I, I mean, yeah. you, so you, so was that always the plan? Was to was to do printing in Africa, or was w- w- did you go there with other um, uh, another idea, and it just kind of morphed into that, or how did that work out? Well, when when God was dealing with me about going somewhere or doing something, I, I mean, missionaries normally you hear missionaries, okay, they're a pastor, they're a church planner, they're evangelists, they're a doctor, they're a nurse, they're a teacher. But I really didn't feel called to do something other than what I knew, which I had learned in high school, even way before I got saved, and and which was printing. And so um, there was a person that came from World Gospel Mission to Venard to because I was thinking about missions, and he came and interviewed me and said, "Well, what what would you want to do?" And, and I said, "Well, I love to print, and I would love to use." the talent that God gave me in printing wherever I go. And, and he said, well, I said, do you, do you need a printer anywhere? And he said, well, we need a printer in Burundi, Africa. And I said, that sounds great. I would love to do that and, and to see if God leads me in that way. So that started out. I knew God could use a printer too. I had no idea. And then so after I graduated, um, we started immediately because we got married between my junior and senior year and we started raising our support to go to Burundi, Africa to work with the Barundi people and there was an organization that had a small printing press there. That was our goal and that we never ended up going to Burundi. We traveled for two years, raised our support and Burundi was in a civil war at the time. We couldn't go. They spoke uh, Burundi and French and English and Kirundi there. So uh. we went to language study to for a year in Canada to learn French on our way to Burundi to work in printing. And we went to Canada, spent a year there. After the year, Burundi was still not uh, a country you could even get into. So we went ended up going to Tanzania, a neighboring country in East Africa, where there was already an organization with a big printing press operation there. So that's where we ended up going to Tanzania first to work with AIM. Um, and they had this large printing operation. That's where, where we started out. Okay. And um, so, Delight, how, how long did it take you to acclimate to this new uh, – this this literally a new lifestyle. I mean, life and and uh, completely different culture. Um, I would say it's taken me a long time. <laughs> Are you still um, dealing with this? <laughs> some days, uh-huh. um, you know, some days I am still dealing with it. But um, when we arrived in Tanzania, I was twenty six years old. And so that's quite young. I mean, Kenneth, uh, like I said, when Kenneth went to Bible college, he was already older than most of the of the other students. He said he was 28 when he went to Bible college. And so you can do the math there that we're 10 years apart. Mm-hmm. And so he's arriving in, in Africa for the first time. And he's like, this is my dream come true. I'm finally here. And I'm 26. I have a two and a half year old and a six month old uh, now. And I cannot speak to anyone. I can't drive anywhere. I can't take care of my kids. 
We don't have electricity. We don't have water except that comes in at night and it's in a bathtub and Kenneth gets up in the middle of the night and he buckets water into these bigger buckets and, and that's what we use for washing clothes and, you know, the whole nine yards. And so I was like, this is exactly what I thought Africa was going to be. <laughs> no surprises. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing. I mean, we walk in the door and a lizard falls on your arm. And, nice. You know, we, you know, just that first experience, that first eight months, I would say, in Tanzania woke me up to the fact, like, I was not wrong. I knew this is what this was going to be like. And um, that was my biggest fear. But, you know, and and I really probably 18 months into, I mean, I was homesick. Mm. I had never been out of the United States other than the year that we were in Quebec, um, Canada. Canada, doing French or learning French. So I had never been away from home. I was raised in Illinois on a, in the cornfields. Mm. And this was just... This was just new to me, even though you'd think a farm girl would be okay with a lizard falling on your arm, but I really wasn't. And <laughs> it and sounds like that was traumatic. Big, <laughs> it was traumatic to me. But you know, one of the problems was we took luggage with us. We packed, you know, for a family of four. And I was expecting to to be this great pioneer missionary and coming into this into this country that I had never been to before. And and doing the best that I can. And so I thought we were completely prepared. And when we arrived, not all of our luggage was able to come with us. Oh, it was no. stuck in Kenya. Uh, that so when fun. we flew to Tanzania, we had to fly into Kenya and then ride a little six person plane down to Tanzania. Mm. And we could only take two pieces of luggage with us <sighs> of all of the ones that we brought. Wow. And brought a lot because we were moving to Africa like for the rest of our lives right. basically and so um little by little um our some of our luggage was coming down on this little six-seater plane hmm. and it took months and two days before Christmas um the last two foot lockers of ours arrived at our back door and when I opened the foot locker it smelled wonderful I opened that and this just wafting of strawberries and cream or something oh, just wow. came up out of that suit, out of that footlocker. And I started digging because what we didn't say, <laughs> where we lived in Tanzania was across the bay from a fish factory that dried fish on the beach oh. all day. <laughs> and so that smell came in through the windows all the time. Uh -huh. And I was just, just absolutely finished with it. And so when I opened this foot locker and this smell came up, I started digging and I found the culprit of the smell was a Christmas present for my mother. Uh. And I looked at it and I said, mom won't care if I open this early. So uh -huh. I opened it <laughs> and it was like, it sure enough, it was a strawberries, a strawberry candle, like the three wick things, really oh, yeah. big one. I, I opened that thing and I stuck it right in front of the door and I sat in front of it. <laughs> I mean, it's right in front of the window. And I um, enjoyed that strawberries and cream um, smell. Um, and that was just, you know, that was just a big deal to me. Um, I, like I said, I was so, so, so 
homesick, but I yet I knew Kenneth was exactly where he wanted to be. Uh, but I some days could not get over my homesickness yeah. <laughs> and the frustration of trying to raise, you know, take care of a two and a half year old and a six month old and being afraid to let Austin actually learn to crawl because it's just raw concrete floor and, and lizards. It was just, it was just and lizards, yes. primitive. And lizards. Yes. And lizards. A lot of lizards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would say for 18 months, I was completely out of my comfort zone. Mm. And if Kenneth would have said, okay, I'll buy the plane tickets. We'll go home. I would have said, okay, let me pack and we'll never come back. That's <laughs> if Kenneth would have been weak, that's what would have happened. <laughs> so was there, was there something, um, and I, and I want to get into what you do too, delight. Cause I, I think what you're doing is, is, is amazing. But, but was there a, a, a particular time where you just, uh, or an event or something where all of a sudden you just accepted it, where it was like, you know what, this is going to be okay. <laughs> well, it was probably um, after our first term, our, we had a short term of 18 months. And by the time we were heading back to the States, I was seven months pregnant with our third child. Mm. And I was put to bed from the sixth to the 11th week of that pregnancy because I was probably going to miscarry. Mm. And um, I did, I did a lot of crying (laughs) and a lot of praying in those weeks that I had to be in bed. Mm. And um, finally, when I was seven months pregnant, uh, we ended up deciding we needed to go back to the States to deliver uh, because uh, the, the medical facilities in Tanzania were just absolutely awful. In fact, the doctor told me I wasn't pregnant, yet oh. I knew I was. Ah. <laughs> and um, I was actually seven, six months pregnant when I went to the doctor with one of the boys and they were like, you're pregnant. I said, I told you I was, mm. but anyway, <laughs> Um, so that was, that was a very difficult time. So I spent a lot of time praying and a lot of time reading and laughing and crying and, and just working through a bunch of things. And when we went to the States and I think we actually spoke, um, our daughter was born in June and then general assembly, uh, was six days later after she was born Hmm. and we were introduced to the women's convention at Mm. general assembly when Emily was six days old. And during that furlough time, um, I was able to heal a lot and just realized that probably what I went through that first short term in Tanzania was probably going to be the worst that I've ever been through. (laughs) And I thought, you know, Jesus brought me through from, from rock bottom to the other side that he, He's surely going to carry us through everything. Mm. And um, I healed a lot during that. I think it was about, it was a year that we were home. It was a year and a half. Year and a half. Year and a half. And so I healed so much to the point where I had forgotten how much I disliked Tanzania. (laughs) Truly. And when we got back to Tanzania, Emily was 15 months old when we arrived back in Tanzania. And one of the missionaries said, I didn't think you'd ever be back. Uh, and I said, <laughs> it was bad. And she said, oh, yeah, you were uh, bad. And I thought that I was hiding it so uh, well. Mm-hmm. I was not, evidently. And um, But God healed me so much 
during that those that year and a half that um, I really think that that's when my my decision to enjoy and to for God to give me joy in the in the process and in the midst of what we are doing. Um, one of the books actually that I read was finding joy in the midst of the trials. And that was, it was an eye opener and God just healed my heart, healed, healed the pregnancy. Our daughter was born, no problems whatsoever. And she's 22 years old now. So I've seen um, pictures. You have a very beautiful family and, and, and you have additions as well. Uh, We do. Yeah. That's kind of (laughs) cool. Kind of. So, that, that's really cool. Um, I, Nate's writing a whole bunch of questions, and I want to give him a chance to ask some of his oh, questions. Um, but but I do want to give you a chance, Delight, to tell us what you're doing now. I mean, I think this is an amazing thing. <laughs> well, I went through a lot of different hats over my years in uh-huh. Africa. Like I said, I arrived when I was 26, and I just turned 50 this year in January. So we'll, we'll cut that I've part been... out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. No. Um, but anyway, so so more than half of my life, mm. or practically half of my life, has been in Africa, mm. and so I've I've worn many hats. And when we first came to Uganda, um, I was working at the school, and that's where the kids were going to school. It's Christian International School. And I was the secretary and the librarian and many different things that I did there. But after the kids were finished, I felt like there was something more that I needed to do. And I really didn't know what that was going to be. But I prayed about it. And the Lord showed me that I can do something that I love doing for his glory. Mm. And so I said, Lord, can you really use a cupcake to make a difference for you? Could you really use a chocolate chip cookie or something like that? The answer is yes. The answer is definitely yes. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I get to do. Something that I love doing. I I bake. I have a baking ministry, Delights uh-huh. Homemade Goodness, and I whatever I bake, I sell, and then all of the proceeds goes back into ministry. So I've been able to help widows. I've been able to help um, orphan children with the proceeds from those cupcakes and cookies. I've been I've been able to uh, just recently. I'm sending money for a little girl who broke her leg three months ago and they thought that they had said it correctly. And it looks like she has two knees oh, and it's completely not set right. So they have to re-break her leg. Oh. Her name's princess. And so I get to give some money from cupcakes and cookies mm. to help with her surgery. I think so you also need to give her some I cupcakes. Am, I'm and loving cookies. what I do. <laughs> I, I think that it would really make her feel better after the whole rebreaking of the leg for you to give her some cupcakes and cookies, um, just to yes, you know, just to I make her feel great. better on top of the you know the money yeah. that you're helping. I, I'm sitting here looking at some pictures of this uh, of of you decorating a Barbie birthday cake, and I gotta say yeah. that looks absolutely delicious. That's, um, that's I, a diabetic I, coma waiting well, to happen. Actually, forget about the, forget <laughs> about the fact that it looks so you know pretty that you wouldn't want to even touch it. I would t- I would I would dig both hands into it and just shove it in my face. It looks <laughs> phenomenal. I'm not gonna lie. It is that good. I, I bet. No. So okay. Wait. Hang on. So um, now now delight. I I can completely and totally appreciate what you do, but I I I do have to ask ask Kenneth this. Um, you have a passion for printing. Yes. Um, 
I, I forgive me, but that does seem a, a peculiar passion. I mean, you know, you hear people talk about passion <laughs> in in different aspects of life, but printing. I mean, you you press play or press print, and something prints out. So I, I'm I'm right. curious how that became a passion for you. Aside from, I, if I'm not mistaken, this is something that your dad did. Is that correct? And your dad showed you how to no, do it? No. no he, okay, where did I miss my that? My brother and I have a twin brother. Okay. And uh, we both took printing in high school. It was offered his brand new vocation, offered at Duncanville High School. And and me and my brother, it was half the school day. It was really appealing and was something kind of cool. It had a dark room. You developed oh, negatives wow. back then and all that stuff. So it was really interesting. That's okay. why we went into it well before we knew Jesus. So God had a plan. Uh, way before I knew it, that he wanted me in this field to make a difference for him. And it, I'm telling you, we could talk a very long time at the difference printing makes in East Africa. It, it is mind boggling and God glorifying. And I can tell you a story too, if you wanted. Yeah, yes, I, I would course. love That's to hear a story. Here. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we started out really small. I mean, in Tanzania, I was a part of that big printing press with almost 30 employees. But and we were in Tanzania for about four years or so. And God moved us. That's a story in itself to Uganda in 2004. So we've been here since since 04 and started out small. There was another missionary that was uh, retiring and she had what's called a risograph, kind of a glorified photocopier that actually uses ink. So I had so I was printing pastors yeah, I know what that is. training lessons. So there was a big ministry of training pastors here when we got here. So I was doing the printing lessons that they did uh, while they were being trained every month. And, and I was doing a few other little things for Heritage International School where our kids uh, started going to school. And so I started out real small and then um, a few other things I would print for other ministries. And, and then a few years later, um, well, it was actually quite a few years later. Well, it just began to grow a little bit, just a little bit here and there. And, and another mission ministry would hear about me and, and I would be printing and I was doing other things too, because I didn't have enough printing to do. So I was helping with the pastor's training too. And then, um, then I, I, I wouldn't, any money or anything i was just serving mm. and but my ministry is is also like lights in the way that we uh are ministries that make profits and then we give all of that away mm. that's what i love i love what i'm doing because i love printing and i love serving other ministries and the money the proceeds that come in from those the printing is all given away. So it's a win-win-win for me. Mm -hmm. I'm serving the Lord. I'm serving other ministries. And then I'm giving all the profits to, to um, as well, like what Delilah was talking about, different opportunities. And, and oh, so it's amazing. Okay, so, 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 so real quick, um, in the middle of the night, do you find yourself dreaming about the little, <laughs> the little printing presses and things of that nature. I mean, is that, is it, does that really make you just go, Oh, I get to print more today. I mean, is, is that really something that, that just happens? No, oh. I mean, it just, it's, I, 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 I was going with this. Uh, I was like, wow, this, this guy's exciting. 
No, I he's still exciting. Yeah, don't take that away, folks. No, I'm just saying, yeah. wow, this is like something brand new that I've never heard anybody <laughs> be so passionate about printing. Well, me, That's it's awesome. You about when we, we we kind of transitioned and because the printing industry has changed a lot, and so we mm-hmm. were we had an old printing press, and and God in miraculously has provided some printing equipment through just some incredible stories. I got. Yeah, a cutter and some other things and the printing press from South Africa, um, Cape Town, South Africa. And I still use some of that equipment. And oh, then wow. a little bit later we got, we transitioned to electronic printing. So we're using um, inkjet printers and uh, other electronic equipment like that. And we are connected to a ministry called P4A, published for all or now published for Africa and it's a, it's a POD printing print on demand POD. And oh, so wow. we can now books, you know what you can buy paperback books in, I don't know, at Barnes and Duff Noble and, yeah. mm-hmm. and books in, in those places. We can print that quality print books. Now we wow. can print one book. We can print thousands of books. Wow. So, when we got that system, that system was donated six or seven years ago. And when that happened, everything blew up. I mean, in a great way. Oh, I was going to say, wait, it didn't door. like blow up like as in a fire or anything like that. No. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Business. <laughs> it just blew up. So it opened up a door I didn't even know was there where we serve other ministries and print super high quality printing. Hmm. And uh, for low cost. And so uh, people, other ministries would tell other ministries and they tell other ministries. So it just, we got so, so busy. And I, I hired a guy still, he still works for me. His name's Leonard, Leonard Katunda. He's my right hand man. And I couldn't do anything without him. He's such I've, I've seen pop. pictures of him. Right. I'm, I'm looking at a picture now, and to be honest yeah. with you, I thought that that, because it's right under where you say you and your twin brother signed up to take a class. I was like, wow, that that is an amazing twin brother right there. But apparently that's <laughs> not your twin brother. Hey, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Well, right. But I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it just, this is the, the cupcakes and crop marks um, newsletter yes. type thing that I'm reading. And there's a, a picture, by the way, cupcakes and crop marks. I think that would be a great name for the combined ministry of y'all. It, it just, it just, it pops. So anyway, that, you know, my, my two cents on things, of course, you know, and that's exactly how much it's worth. It, it won't even buy you a cup of coffee. <laughs> maybe it'll buy a cookie. That's why you come. Well, maybe that's why you come to my office to get coffee. Yes, it's I free. do. And, hey, and it was good. We're on a tangent. Yes. Well, I wanted to tell you one quick story. If I yes, could. sir. Absolutely. Uh, we've got so many of them. Oh, God is so good. God is so good to use a wretch like me. Mm. making a mm. difference in this part of the, the world and small part of the world. And the print shop is what it's called in our little one car garage and a, and a, and a uh, job office behind it. And we just print for Jesus and we print lots of books for tribes, for ministries who are working with tribes who don't have God's word in their, in their language. Ah. You know, there's so many languages in this world. Even mm. in Uganda, there are other, there are 40 languages here in this small country. And there are uh, other countries that we print for South uh, South Sudan and sometimes in Kenya, Rwanda, um, Burundi, and even Congo. And so we 
pass our materials to them. But anyway, when we first got this system, this POD system, it was all brand new to me, and I was able to print these high-quality books now. Well, SIL, uh, uh, Summer Institute of Linguistics, or Wycliffe, mm. approached me about printing two books. One was the Book of Mark, and I think the other one was the Book of Luke. Mm. And they said, can you print these books? And it was, it was in some languages I'd never heard of. And I said, yeah, I think I can do that. First two books I was going to be able to print. So it took me some time. I think they wanted like several hundred of each language. So we printed those and then it was time for delivery. I met them, uh, the people that were picking up the uh, books outside of a hotel about a mile from our house. So I met them there and they were bringing the boxes from my vehicle to theirs. And they said, we're going right now to, to uh, deliver these books. And the missionaries just can't wait for these books. Hmm. And I said, oh, that's, that's right. I'm so glad that that's good. And, and they just kind of nonchalantly, he said, oh, oh and uh, this tribe has never had uh, any of the books of the Bible. This is the first book of the Bible in this, in these, this language. Oh, wow. And I said, what? He said, oh, these people don't even have God's word. It's the very first book they will ever have in, in the language of God's uh, word. Oh, that blew incredible. me away. Yeah. And, and so and they, I said, they said, it's going to take us about 13 hours to get there, and uh, but they just can't wait to get it. And, and I, I couldn't believe what he told me. Uh, so I left. Awesome. They went, I went with the books, and I got back home, and I told Delight what they told me. This she was said, in November. Yeah, this was in November, okay? Uh, uh. So she, uh, she said, Kenneth, do you realize these people are going to read the Christmas story for the first time in history in their own heart language. Wow. That gives me goosebumps. Oh yeah, that gives me goosebumps. Oh it, it just, from that point, I mean, of that being able to, to change the ministry and now serve all these other ministries, we've done that so many times now. I, I just so many times we've been able, by God's grace and, uh, and help, to print God's word sometimes the very first books of tribes in these languages called Junjun and Lunyole hmm. and a myriad of others that I can't speak, but imagine God's word not being in English, hmm. but in 2020 or 2021, the first book in English comes out. Imagine that. Wow. And just turn it around. And so you're it. literally, you're literally spreading the gospel of Jesus in other languages that you don't even speak. That's how good God is. That's incredible. Okay. So now I completely understand the whole printing thing. That would get me excited. Yeah. That's, that is absolutely amazing. (laughs) It gets me excited. Know know that you're making a difference and, and, um, and in ways that you may, you may never this side of heaven fully understand right and and that's yeah. just I, i'm telling you that gives me goosebumps mm. that's how good my god is to uh, use somebody like me when something that is just unusual but for his glory I mean, he's done so much for us he saved me from a horrible life and and what more could i do but just give him my all and, uh, and that's for God's glory, that's God's grace and for his praise and honor 
that's nothing I've done. No praise, any thanks I deserve. It's the least I can do. It's the least I can do for my Jesus uh, who gave everything for me. I love it. That's awesome. We are running out of time. And Wait, wait, and, wait. Uh, I have, I have oh, more he, questions. Okay. Well... I mean, burning questions that everybody wants to know. <laughs> I, I do want to say, um, uh, well, before I lose my train of thought, because I'm very ADHD, <laughs> <Too late>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would love to have you guys back and do another podcast and, and hear more about uh, your stories, how you, uh, you, you, Kenneth, you talked to me about, you know, you came from a, a, a bad life and, and, and God changed that. I want to hear those stories. And I think that that warrants another podcast. But um, let's do that. But I think you have other I, questions. I've, I've got lots of questions, so just cut me off whenever I'm done here, or okay. whenever you're done. But um, so <laughs> basketball. You had said something about you went to basketball games when you were, you know, first dating and things of that nature. Um, first and foremost, do you remember the very first basketball game that you went to? No, I mean it was a. It they was were a too in love. What are you talking about? <laughs> Because I, I remember, no, I, we weren't at that time. Oh, because see? At that time, Kim told me he was going to Africa, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend too much time with. Him. But I'll go to a basketball and- game with him, right? <laughs> see, I remember back when I was a kid, I went to a um, a basketball game with Bellarmine College and a, a, a one from Indiana. And um, the score I remember, Bellarmine College beat them uh, ninety eight to thirty or ninety eight to sixty six. And I, I still remember that. I don't remember the game at all, aside from the 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 score and the name of the the colleges playing. But anyway, I, you know, so you know, basketball has like this, you know, this nostalgic feel when you know. And you said something, Miss um, Light, about you know when you were dating, going to a basketball game. So, do you have a particular favorite basketball team now? No. <laughs> like, why is this well, going on? Basketball. She's being honest. See, no, yeah. there you go. <laughs> But, um, okay. One more very, very serious question. And this is very, very serious. Um, Mr. Light, when am I going to be able to taste some of your bakery goods? Yes. Well, when we come to Texas next time, I will be sure and bring some to you. Okay, please. Or I, I, I would you can come to Uganda and, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. and have lizards land on you. That, hey, you know what? I will take lizards if yes. I can have some of that bakery goods because those look good. <laughs> Um, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, um, you guys come to Texas and you have a pulpit here in, in Bedford, Texas. I just wanted to let you guys know. And I'll thank even cook you, you some barbecue. Thank you, thank you. Hey, did you hear what he said? He, uh, he, he said he'll cook you some barbecue. Barbecue lizards. Mm. Oh, Texas barbecue. <laughs> okay. Now it's out of control. Um, <laughs> wow. We went there. Um, how can people get a hold of you guys? How can people follow you? Facebook. Well, I have a Facebook page, um, Delight Hobson on Facebook. We also have the Hobson Ministry on Facebook. And I'm sad to say I don't update that as much as I should, but I'm I'm there <laughs> and I get messages on there. And but also, I mean, just email. Um, we're we're always on email. I'm also on Instagram, but I'm sorry, I don't even know my Instagram. You don't. Name can, can, off the top of my head. Can they search Delight Hobson on Instagram? Possibly. What? Give me your email <laughs> um, address, and I'll put all these in, in the comments link. So, what's your email address? Um, Kenneth says Ken Hobson. Okay. At wgm.org. WGM. Ken. 
Hobson at WGM.org. Okay. And mine is delight.hobson at WGM.org. Good deal. Those are very simple. Um, WGM is the, um, the, uh, what is that again? The world global something or other. What, what is that? That's our world World gospel Gospel mission. World gospel. So we're we're sent by the Cumberland Presbyterian missions ministry team and then the world gospel mission as well. Got it. So we're Cumberland Presbyterians. At least world gospel mission is our, if you want to get technical, our sending uh, agency. And we're coming to Presbyterian. So when they had the partnership program, which they don't have anymore, we were, we became partners with uh, the CP Hmm. missions as well. And, um, are still supported by many coming Presbyterians who we love and appreciate incredibly much more than we could even say, but yes. they help us to live and minister here in, in uh, Uganda. Did so, you find that Instagram? Yes. Mama Hobson dot three. Okay. You broke up just a little bit. One more time on that. Mama Hobson all together uh-huh. dot three. Okay. I'm going to look you up yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> that's that's the cool kids platform. I, my kids won't even follow me on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that. So well, I, I still do just Facebook. I don't do any of the other, you know, the, the hippity hop stuff because yeah. I just I don't get it. The so. hippity hop. Yes. Thank you guys so much for being with us. How can people support you? How can people wow. support your ministry? Well, um, my goodness, pray, pray, pray. That is number mm, one. That's a given. Yeah. That's what gets us. Um, that is what sustains us. Mm. And I cannot emphasize that enough. Um, God answers prayer. He used his people's prayers. He saved my daughter's life in Tanzania because somebody was praying for her one day. Mm. And when she almost I was bitten by a cobra. Oh, man. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, I cannot emphasize praying. So pray, pray, pray. Yes, you can support us by praying for us. And, and um, flute playing, too, when it comes to cobras. If you play the flute, it, <sighs> it, it makes it go into a trance. Stop. I've seen that on TV. Stop. <laughs> Stop. And, yeah, I mean, every day, th- pray for our ministries, pray for our health, pray for our kids, Caleb, Austin, and Emily. Okay. Um, and our daughters-in-law. Yeah, our daughters-in-law. Our daughters-in-law. <laughs> we have two daughters. How sweet. Uh, yeah, if I mean we we if somebody feels led to financially support us, we can always use that. Um, does that go through the World Global Mission, or does that go directly? Yes. Through? Okay. Oh, you can the CP our CP mission or supporters send their money to the ministry. Uh, Missions, Missions ministry. ministry team in Cordova. Okay. And All right. You're marked for Hobson yeah. Ministry. And okay. it's earmarked Hobson Ministry, Uganda. And then every month they forward any support that they receive straight to work out for mission. And so we'll put a link to that in the comments. I know exactly where, where that is. Um, so we'll look that up and put a link to that. Thank you all for being here. This was fun. Thank you. And, and Thank like, you more. And, and I'll tell you. Uh, you have a pulpit here whenever you're back in Texas. And um, uh, also, we, we would like to do this again. I, I, this was a lot of fun. I, I think we just barely scraped the, the, the top of the iceberg. Uh, yeah. There's a lot more stories there. 
And uh, I think that um, that people want to hear that. So this podcast is for, yes, it's for this congregation, St. Timothy Cumberland Presbyterian Church, and it's also being heard by everybody, <laughs> not just the church. Come on. Uh, so we're just, uh, we're, we're promoting we're promoting this like crazy and so getting it out there and so hopefully we'll 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 get more uh, exposure for you guys and, and and get get more people hearing your stories and and praying for you and and helping you financially as well thank you praise jesus thank you thank you so much thank you for joining us spiritual living in a chaotic world is a ministry of saint timothy cumberland presbyterian church in bedford texas More information on the church and how you can watch live can be found at www.stimothy-cpc.org. Pastor Dave can be found on Facebook and Twitter at Dave the Pastor. Until next time, may God richly bless you with the peace that passes all understanding.